everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is all about mental health empowerment. And today I'm talking to you, my fellow INTP, because I'm also INTP, about how we can show affection to the people we love in our lives by still being ourselves. And I think that's sometimes the challenge of an INTP is that we feel like in order to connect with someone or to show affection towards someone, we have to be something we're not. That we have to be all like, oh, I love you. Like it doesn't have to be heightened and you don't have to be all lovey when you don't necessarily want to be. It's, it's almost about finding a way to coax the love out of yourself and be genuine and authentic. And I think that again is part of the challenge is that feeling like having to show affection or the ways that a lot of people want us to show affection often feel inauthentic to us, who we are and how we want to express ourselves. So I'm gonna give you a couple of ways for you to consider how you can actually start to show some affection while still being yourself. So number one is the traditional route being yourself, but actually taking the, the sort of the, the ideas of going on a date or going on a coffee date or taking someone out and, and doing it in the regular traditional way. And what I mean is like, take someone out to go talk for a little while, go to dinner, go grab a drink, uh, go to a movie, do go to the, I don't know, go to the library, <laughs> do something that you have an opportunity, in which you have an opportunity to go sit and talk with someone and experience them. I'm like in a weird spot. There we go. <laughs> and, and experience them and ask questions and be able to have a conversation and just take them out. Show them that you care by doing the traditional thing and doing that. Now, I'm sure that there's some version of that for yourself that you kind of grew up with or that has been presented to you as something that uh, that is the traditional route for you. But again, it has to be something that's authentic to you, right? Like pretending to be someone else or do things some other way is just doesn't feel right, right? So if you want to go out to dinner, make sure it's something that you would actually appreciate, the place that you actually want to go to, something that you have some sort of stake in, right? Or make dinner at home if that's something you're capable of, right? So that's, that's some way of showing affection by just taking someone out for a meal. That's like super easy and that's universal. That's the reason I bring it up first is because even though you're an INTP, it doesn't mean that you can't take someone out to dinner. <laughs> so number two would be fun and games. That means going to do something that shows a little bit of your playful side. So if you're dating or if you're just trying to like woo a client or you're trying to like take your wife out or your husband out that you've been with for decades, like there is an opportunity for you to continue to express and be spontaneous and do fun things out into the world by uh, just the other day, Molly and I went to the lake and we just skipped rocks on the lake. Like that was fun and just kind of a random cheap thing to do. And she had a great time. Again, that's going to depend on your partner and what they actually want to do a little bit. You're going to have to like bend, but if you're taking charge, uh, then you can go and do something fun. I've actually had successful dates where I've gone to Walmart or like a toy store and you just go and you poke at things and you just have fun and, uh, and, and just kind of like use your imagination and be ridiculous. Uh, you can go to a comedy show, you can go to an improv show, you can go 
to, I don't know, you can go and uh, explore a part of your downtown area wherever you live, or just drive around a little bit, point out interesting things and just make it fun and, and have a good time. Or go to like, I, don't, I know it's super cheesy, but go to like Dave and Buster's or something and, and or, or find a local barcade and, and go have some fun. As long as you're having fun with the person that you're having fun with, then that's a way to show affection. And another note is that affection, like for INTPs, we have extroverted intuition as our extroverted primary function and the, the inferior function that we have is called extroverted feeling. Both of those are extroverted functions. So when you're out in the world and playing and having a good time, that extroverted feeling is going to come with it. So you're going to feel more comfortable being able to express yourself and just like throw in little lovey jabs in there as you're going along your day and just like, I love you, you weirdo. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what people do, but <laughs> just, just be ridiculous ridiculous, be fun, be yourself and do something that would resonate with you, something that you would love to do with another person. Um, the next one would be to practice curiosity for your partner. That means asking questions throughout the life of the relationship, whether that's, you know, what someone you're with, or again, someone that you're just spending a lot of time with, your relationship with this person is going to grow and change over time. People are dynamic. And as much as there's a lot of people that you can identify how similar they are over time, there are so many things that they're going to have to end up growing into or adapting into. I have an ENFP partner and she's changing all the time and I love it. It allows me to keep asking questions and be curious about her. She's curious about me as well. And you know, sometimes people's favorite color changes. Sometimes your favorite meal changes. Keep asking similar, very basic questions like that. But then you can also, if you're just going to a coffee shop or you're going to the library, like being curious about which, what things your partner picks. You know, why did they pick that meal? Why did they pick that book? Uh, why did they, why do they drink this latte? Simple mundane everyday things, but then you can ask big weird questions too. Like if you were to, if you were to create your own planet, what would the planet look like? What would the color of the atmosphere be? What, what would it be made of? What kind of animals or plants would live there? What's the intensity of the gravity, the size of the planet? Like what's the universe look like? Like there's all sorts of crazy questions you can ask someone just to kind of find out little things of their inner workings. That's why profiling sessions are really interesting to me. Being a personality profiler, I can ask all sorts of interesting questions to someone to find out some of the details about who they are and why they operate the way they operate. So I can ask someone something simple like, what makes you weird? Because I think everyone has some version of what, how they think they're weird or why they think they're weird. And uh, getting that out of them is like really interesting. And some people are going to have some resistance depending on their personality type. So all it means is just ask a different question. You don't have to push them. You don't have to press them on answering a specific question a certain way. Just be curious. And that's the thing. You're asking them so that they can share who they are with you. And that will help with the next one, which is to do something personal and unexpected. So over time in the relationship, you've been listening to them. You've been having uh, conversations, learning about their past, learning about their life, learning about their preferences. And it's nice sometimes, some people like surprises, for you to kind of just show up and have something at the ready that means something personal to them. Now, we have introverted sensing in our personal personality stack. And introverted sensing is all about the through line of our lives, the memories, the, the totems in our lives that activate something in our past.
past. For me, this is an example of that. Uh, just a Phillies hat. I grew up in Philadelphia and I know I'm wearing a San Diego hat right now, but my kids in San Diego, that's why I wear that. But I live in, uh, I'm originally from Philadelphia. And when I see this hat, I'm taken back to all sorts of baseball games that I went to with my dad um, and with some friends uh, that I really loved doing when I was a kid. So, you know, Molly, for example, if she wanted to surprise me with something, anything Phillies related would probably do <laughs> do really well. Uh, comic book stuff between her and I is something that is really powerful as well. One of the gifts that I gave Molly also, well, she was away for 10 days in LA. And when she came back, I printed out a couple of photos that I took of her and her kids and put, up, put them up in our apartment. And she just loved them. It made her, her inferior SI super happy. So I loved that. And I think anyone has some sense, whether or not they have SI in their stack, has some sense of sentiment in their lives, something that they've loved, something that they've appreciated, like, you know, what their favorite band was when they were a teenager. If you find like an old band shirt, that could be fun. Or, uh, you know, if they liked a certain... Uh, so, so for me, when I was a kid, I liked uh, those talk boys that was in like Home Alone. I always wanted one of those. Uh, so if someone got me that, that'd be really rad, you know, um, or if, you know, maybe somebody loved troll dolls when they were a kid and you found one at like a thrift store or something like that, like one of the original old ones or at like a garage sale or something and you got it for your partner, like they'd be like, oh my God, this is rad unless they don't like that sort of thing, <laughs> you know? So again, it's, it's about being curious about your partner and through that curiosity, you can make note of some of the things that they may like, whether that's a gift or whether that's uh, taking them somewhere that has given them joy in their life. You know, if Molly took me to a baseball game, like that's great. That would be a lot of fun and I would love that. And and that would that would hit me in all the feels as the kids say. So <laughs> um, so that's basically one of the, the, the sort of key things you could do here is do something personal and unexpected. So that's the power of being curious and listening to your partner. And then the last one is to use your love of language. Introverted thinking is usually largely tied to a love of language, whether that's even math, which is a language or other languages, or even the way that you use words. I think, uh, I think we can get kind of caught up in specificity of words, but over time, when you start to bring NE into your world, extroverted intuition into your world, you stop to start to adapt that language into multiple contexts. And you start to understand that there are multiple ways to say something to someone. There are multiple ways to say, I love you. Not just literally saying like, I love you so, so much, so much. No, I love you more. I love you more than more, more. Like <laughs> there are ways to use your love of language. And I don't mean necessarily having to be a poet in like an FI way or you know, anything that's going to be like overly dramatic, but like literally just saying what you think about this person. It might sound informational and boring to you, but over like as you continue to express yourself, you're going to find that the emotional part will kind of leak in as you're talking, as you start to express yourself. And all you have to do is allow it to happen. So as you start to express and say how much you care about this person, you know, you just have to, first of all, let yourself do it and not be embarrassed by it. 
And then secondly, know that this makes sense. You're only saying something that makes sense to you. You love this person. You care about this person in your life because it makes sense to love them. You know, I know INTPs, we spend a lot of time not wanting to seek a partner in our lives because it doesn't make sense to have a partner. They cost more money. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a use of expenses. It's a use of time. It's a use of energy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a point where you cross a threshold where... For a lot of us, where you cross a threshold, I'm not saying everybody, but there's a point where you cross a threshold where you realize that the love that you get from someone and the companionship and being able to bounce ideas off of someone and the actual, you know, the love and the cuddles and, you know, sex and all of those stuff are like far worse, far, far worth it versus like, you know, all the expenses, quote unquote, of time, energy, etc., that you have to put into it, that the actual gain from it is more valuable than the time and energy you have to put in. And I think some of that happens to be as a result of like the assumption of our limited energy, our limited resources, our limited capability of making money. And, you know, someone in your life that you love pushes you to do that, to be better, to be, uh, to, to actually expend the energy that you have, because you have way more than you're giving yourself credit for, I bet. So the thing is like, all you have to do is express that sort of thing to your partner. If you actually feel that way about your partner, like I, you know, you could literally say that, like I used to think, I used to be super cynical about love and you know, you changed that for me. I used to think all of this time, energy, resources, I thought this would, you know, having a partner would be a complete waste and you completely proved me wrong. And like, that's just a logical expression, but there's so much love in that. And I think, we have to not underestimate how powerful and romantic introverted thinking can be if it's pointed in the direction of love and your affection for someone. So it's again, that's, that is good integration of TI and FE, introverted thinking and extroverted feeling, where you're just kind of talking. You know, as you're talking and sharing how you feel and sharing what you think about this person, the emotions of it all just kind of come out. You know, you don't have to bathe in it. You don't have to like go in circles. You just have to say what's on your mind. And that's all you have to do. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. So the idea here is that, you know, showing affection, showing love, really caring for someone doesn't have to be something that is straining. You know, you're not straining yourself to express yourself. This doing this on like this is I've had a lot of practice doing these videos and expressing how I care about people and what I feel about INTPs and how I feel about helping INTPs. But this is generally what I think about all of this stuff, you know, and it just kind of comes out emotional because this is genuinely what I've been thinking about for years and years and years. And it's important to me. And understanding that our thinking is tied to our emotional experience allows us to just use our thinking in that way. Use our thinking in an emotional expression, expressionistic kind of way. Uh, whether, whether or not that's a word doesn't matter. It's fine. Sometimes you can make words as long as people understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> um, so at the end of it all, those are the ways in which you can go check out. Um, uh, th those are the ways that you can go and... Uh, be yourself and express yourself by just being who you are. So if you go check out, which I get, I got ahead of myself in my, in my head, but if you go check out, there's an article version of this. If you need some sort of written notes, uh, the 
I've spoken a little bit more verbosely about all of this, but the uh, article is a little more succinct. And you can find out about our Finding and Maintaining Relationships for INTPs course below as well. That is a course dedicated. Molly and I get on camera. Actually, no, we're not on camera, but we're recording ourselves talking about a couple of facets of relationships, what's worked for us, what's worked for me in, as an INTP, finding and searching for new relationships, and how to improve those relationships, how to manage them without, again, without straining yourself, without being something you're not. We talk all about finding new relationships, becoming more open, maintaining relationships, possibly ending the relationship and what that looks like. And, uh, you know, listening and asking questions and all sorts of things in between. So if you want to go check that out, it's $29. Finding and maintaining relationships for INTPs. Your support by supporting courses or our Patreon or whatever allows me to keep doing this. I don't do this for free. I would love to, but I can't because it doesn't pay the bills. So <laughs> your help is super important and I really appreciate you guys. Again, if you go check out our Patreon as well, patreon.com slash dopamine, as little as a dollar will help continue to support this show and help me make more content every single day, whether that's articles, podcasts, uh, courses. I mean, honestly, if you support on Patreon, then I don't have to make paid courses and I could do all the, the, all the good stuff for free also. I mean, everything's good, but I'm going to try to give you the best of the best organized evergreen material in the courses that we make. So go check out Finding and Maintaining Relationships for INTPs in the links below. So with all of that said, I hope you have someone in your life that you love, that you care for, that you have affection for. If you don't, practice on me. You can leave a comment below about what you like about this video. And even if you have other people that you appreciate in your life, other content creators, show them love and respect as well by just saying what you think about it. And I don't mean be critical. Being critical is not loving. <laughs> I know you think that is, but being critical is, is it takes tact as well. So being thoughtful is a part of all of this. So you can, I mean, you can leave criticisms all you want, that's fine, but it's gotta be laced with love if you're actually gonna get someone to listen to you. Like I've said a million times, no one, uh, people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. So put that into every expression that you have and go out there and show some love to the world. So I love you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. Dopamine.life for the podcast. All the things below. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya.